people think calories don't matter. Like a lot of the time people think they can just eat healthy and calories don't matter at all when actually they do. They're so important. It's just how our bodies work. And I think, say for example, you ate like super healthy, like so you didn't have any processed foods, no sugar, like you cut all those things out of your diet, you could still gain weight or you could still not lose weight. Do you know what I mean? Like as long as obviously you're, if you're eating more than what you burn a day, you're still going to put on weight, even if that's coming from all healthy foods. So I think that's another thing that people need to understand is that calories are very important. You can't just kind of wing your way through it. You still have to focus on how much you're physically eating, not just the type of food you're having. Welcome to the Stronger, Fitter, Happier podcast. I'm your host, Vin, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sadie and Nikhil. Hey, hey guys. guys. So, Sadie and Nikhil, they know what we're talking about. You don't know what we're talking about, but I will tell you. So, I was on uh, social media scrolling, as you do, and I came across a post. So, it was a post by Lane Norton. So if you don't know who Lane Norton, is, Lane Norton is, check him out. He's a pretty good guy in terms of like providing sensible information around fitness and nutrition. Anyway, he was dispelling a myth and he posted a post about somebody else talking about sugar. And what the post said was sugar, basically getting rid of sugar out of your diet completely is the only way you can get control of your health and your body. And I was, and Lane Norton was basically saying that that's a myth. And I agree with him. It is definitely a myth. So I thought on this episode, why don't we dispel a couple more myths? And we can start with that one. So we could start with the whole sugar one. A lot of people believe that sugar is the root to all evil. <laughs> Maybe not the root to all evil, but when it comes to nutrition, it gets a really bad rap. And it's understandable to see why sugar would get a bad rap. Like, we all know that if you eat too much sugar, it's not necessarily good for you. But why does it have to go to the other extreme where you shouldn't eat any sugar or not eat sugar, avoid it completely to lose weight, to avoid diabetes, to stay healthy and that sort of thing. So the reason why I think people believe this one is because it makes sense. Like, when you think about it, guys, like what would you deem as food that is unhealthy? yeah sugar like, <laughs> sugary yeah like sugary foods processed. junk foods proce- processed foods yeah. so it's really understandable why someone may you know just think that is definitely what you should do avoid that type of food and i'm not saying that you should be eating this food to lose weight or to like you know be healthy what i am saying is that you don't have to completely avoid it like people make out it's not something that is directly causing you to be overweight or directly causing you to you know be addicted to sugar or anything like that and um the reason why people often think like you know i'm addicted to sugar though i can't stop eating that type of food so you're wrong well when you think about sugar what type of food are you talking about like you're not necessarily talking about sugar that you get in a like that you put in your tea or coffee yeah you're possibly more thinking about sugary foods so foods like donuts sweets cakes basically highly processed foods and when you look at those highly processed foods and what their macronutrient breakdown is 
you'll see that they also have fats, they also have starch, they also have salt, they also have a lot of other thing that make, things that make them highly palatable. So, and what I mean by highly palatable is highly tasty. They give your tongue a little orgasm every time you eat them. <laughs> and um, those types of foods are not necessarily just high in sugar. And those types of foods are the ones that necessarily cause you to be unhealthy and to be overweight. And why do they cause that? Because they cause you to overeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not that sugar is the enemy or sugar is the one that's bad for you. It's that highly palatable foods are difficult to stop eating, to, to con- have control over. But if you can have control over the amount you eat, so let's say you have full control over how many donuts you can eat in a day. You're not someone who loses your mind and has to eat the whole box. Or you don't eat them that often, maybe just once a week. You're someone who's probably not going to be that overweight. You're someone who's probably going to be in good control of your health. But you still eat sugar. Whereas someone who doesn't have control over those types of food and just devours all highly palatable foods, whether it's chips, whether it's burgers or nachos or the other side of things like sweets and candies and, you know, um, cakes and that sort of thing, then you're not going to be in control. So it's that's what you should be looking at. Not saying sugar is the enemy and sugar is what's making me overweight and fat or making me overweight and unhealthy. It's that I haven't got control over the amount I'm eating. I haven't got the control over my diet and my nutrition. And that's what I need to get in check. And what that may mean is reducing your sugar intake. It may mean reducing the number of highly processed and highly palatable foods you eat, but it doesn't mean you have to avoid them. So that's why this is a myth. If you can get your calories in check, if you can get your portion control in check, and you can control yourself when it comes to nutrition and build good habits, you don't have to give up sugar. You can eat everything in moderation. And that may not be sexy advice. It sounds a lot better mm. to, for me to go, stop eating all sugar and you can cut it out of your diet. But that's not necessarily how it works. So, yeah. We sit on the moderate side of things. <laughs> and that's not always appealing <laughs> yeah. and always, um, you know, marketing savvy. But it's actually what is genuinely backed by science and what actually works. Works, yeah. yeah. Staying on the whole sugar thing, the other one that we hear about a lot is carbohydrates so you know people say no carbs whether it's late at night or no carbs in general people often think that carbs are the enemy so this one i actually thought was getting knocked like you know people understanding that carbs are not bad for you whatever but recently i was on the phone to someone who was who's actually coaching with us on beyond a diet and she said that her daughter she made her daughter pasta or something. I think it was pasta. And her daughter went, oh, mom, I'm I'm trying to avoid carbs. I don't want, or like, you're giving me high carbs. And she's only like, I think 13 or 14. So that made me think, oh my God, like th- this whole thing of like, you know, carbs are evil, carbs are bad, carbs, whatever her reason was for not wanting carbs, because I don't know. But like, if it was to do with like, you know, looking good, feeling good or that sort of thing, I think this is one that really needs addressing and just yeah it's not going to be once for all but if it was once and for all it would be nice because you don't have to avoid carbs carbs are not the enemy carbs are not bad for you and they are not causing you to be overweight even if you love them 
What is causing you to be overweight is overeating, general, full stop, period. That's it. It's, it's not, and that's even being unhealthy. And even if you have some like diabetes, you still don't have to avoid carbs. Yes, if you do have like, you know, if you are a diabetic and you like type 1 diabetic and, not sorry, not type 1 diabetic, type 2 diabetic and you are, you know, trying to reduce the amount of sugars in your blood and, you know, improve your insulin sensitivity. Yes, you may have to change the type of carbs you have or reduce your carb intake if it's quite high. But it's not that you have to give up carbs. Nobody has to go on a low carb diet unless they've been specifically prescribed one by a dietitian or a doctor for various medical reasons and are doing it purposefully and, you know, with the right support. But if you were just doing it because you think you need to lose weight and to get healthy, you don't need to need to do that. What I would recommend you to do is just look at how much you're eating in general. The first thing I would do is look at your total calorie intake. So get like a tracking app, download it, start recording a food diary and look at how many carbs you're having, how much protein you're having, how much fats you're having and what, how much total calories you're having and what is the goal that you should be aiming for for your body, whether it's to maintain weight or lose weight, whatever your goal is, and then get closer to that calorie goal. That's it. Then what I would look at is then maybe increasing your protein and that sort of thing and addressing like how much carbs you're having or whatever. But if you get the calories in check, you will understand that you can literally have carbs and still lose weight or have carbs and still maintain your weight or and be healthy. Because calorie management is what will change that for you and ultimately put you into a good control of your weight. And um, the last thing I'll say on this is Carbohydrates are equal in calories, maybe not in the effect they have on you, but in calories to protein. So one gram of protein will have four calories. One gram of carbohydrate will also have four calories. And that's not to say that the effect is equal on you because, you know, you can have processed carbs, you can have carbs with fiber, you can have protein that is lean source of protein. And protein has a different effect on your body and is used differently in your body as well for energy. So I'm not saying that the effect is equal, but I'm saying the calories are equal. So if you look at it purely from a calorie perspective, they are, they are exactly equal in terms of like how much energy is they're providing to your body. So when you think of it like that, why would you put protein on a pedestal but then demonize carbs? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So manage your total calorie intake. Yes, control your carb intake, you know, but in line with your calorie intake. So if you're eating a high carb diet, but you're still within your calories and you're eating enough protein, you're getting enough fiber in and that sort of thing, then you're pretty much good to go. You can eat that type of diet and still be really healthy, still lose weight if you want to lose weight, still maintain your weight and so on. So yeah. That, hopefully, is another myth busted. <laughs> Do you guys have any to bring up that you so, are tired of hearing? I just, well, I just wanted to sort of round up what you said on the low carb thing, because often when I've said that and dispelled that myth, I'm often met with, um, and I don't know if either of you have heard this before, but the individual says, um, yeah, but if I go low carb, what will happen is I don't use carbs as a primary source of energy, and then therefore I will burn more body fat. 
And again, off the surface, that sounds like really, really like, oh yeah, that's that's true. Like, yeah, if I'm not eating any carbs, then obviously I'll just burn body fat because that'll be the first source of energy that my body uses. Have you guys come across that or heard yeah, people yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think people often get confused that, that yes, they are burning fat, but they're not burning body fat. When you naturally eat less carbs, you tend to offset it and tend to eat more fats in general. So the fats that you are burning or what shows up that you are burning or using as a primary energy source is just fat through dietary fat. Um, And in fact, to burn total body fat in general, you do need to just be in a calorie deficit for it. So people often get confused or often told that just by going low carb, they're in fact allowing themselves to burn more body fat, but Mm. it's not body fat. It's just using fat dietary fat as a primary energy source there and it sort of switches things around and if they overweight i mean overweight if they overate is what i was trying to say like it doesn't matter if you go low carb you're still gonna lose any weight so you can overeat on protein and fats and still yeah and still not lose weight even though you're eating low carb so the the weight loss will come if you do go low carb the weight loss will come from low lowering your calories i should be careful with what generally, i say lowering yeah. your calories into so you're in a deficit generally because you've created like uh, a need for your body to take fuel from itself as opposed to from the food that you're giving it so whether you created that deficit from eating less meat or protein or whether you get created that deficit from eating less fats or just all three like fats, carbs and protein, it wouldn't make a difference Yeah, yeah. in your results. I, I think that kind of ties into one of the myths that I was going to say is that people think calories don't matter. Like a lot of the time people think they can just eat healthy and calories don't matter at all when actually they do. They're so important. It's just how our bodies work. And I think, say for example, you ate like super healthy, like, so you didn't have any processed foods, no sugar, like you cut all those things out of your diet, you could still gain weight or you could still not lose weight. Do you know what I mean? Like as long as obviously you're, if you're eating more than what you burn a day, you're still going to put on weight, even if that's coming from all healthy foods. So I think that's another thing that people need to understand is that calories are very important. You can't just kind of wing your way through it. You still have to focus on how much you're physically eating, not just the type of food you're having. Yeah, definitely. There's been loads of studies as well supporting what Sadie just said. So you may be believing that like, uh, it doesn't matter, I'll just still eat healthy. Like, or if I just ate junk food and was in a calorie deficit, I'm not going to lose weight, am I? Well, there's been lots and lots of research showing that people who go on lower calorie diets, but then still eat regardless of what they eat, whether it's like all junk food or all healthy food, tend to lose similar amounts of weight and have a positive impact on their um, blood markers. So like blood sugar's down, cholesterol's down, all these things simply because they reduce the amount they're eating and that improved their health. And I'm not saying reducing the amount you're eating improves your health because obviously that has a detrimental effect if you're already in normal weight. I'm talking about if you're overweight and and when I say overweight, I don't mean visibly speaking. Like you look in the mirror and you feel a bit overweight. I'm more talking about the medical term overweight. So <clears throat> when someone classes you as overweight in terms of health risk factors. So just just clarifying, like I'm not talking about your, you know, you may be in normal weight, but you look in the mirror and see someone who's not necessarily, 
I don't know, ideal by the normal society standards and then think that you're overweight when you're not overweight. You just want to be leaner. That's who I'm not talking to. I'm talking about anyone who's actually medically overweight because they're unhealthy or they fall into an unhealthy category because of their BMI or whatever compared to their height and stuff. If you went into a calorie deficit, regardless of what you ate, you would generally find that you're going to be healthier if you stuck to it long term. Mm. So that's what Sadie means when she's saying about that. Yeah, and I think um, I don't. I don't know if you guys have seen it before. There was this thing on Netflix about that guy that just ate McDonald's for a certain amount of time. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but people were very surprised that he ate McDonald's. That's all he lived off, and he still lost weight. But because he was controlling how many calories he was consuming, so obviously how many calories he was consuming from the McDonald's was less than what he was currently burning a day. Yeah. So it just shows you not saying we want you to live off McDonald's and be unhealthy in terms of the types of food you're having, but it just shows you that the calories do matter and they are very important. Hmm. And if you're listening to this thinking that, well, that's really silly advice to tell someone to just eat basically what they want and just go into calorie deficit. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. Because eventually, when you think like how many burgers and chips can you fit into like let's say an eighteen hundred calorie diet, yeah, not, not much. that much. Yeah. Whereas if you ate nutritious sources of food and vegetables and fruits and stuff, you can eat a very full day and like you know have a lot of food to eat. So definitely eat healthy, unprocessed sources of food to lose weight and but manage your calories is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> Focus on fiber, focus on nutrients, focus on getting your vitamins and minerals in and living like a healthy lifestyle because those things have an impact not just on your weight and your health, but like things like skin, things like, you know, your hair and your, your, just your general glow and your well-being and your tiredness and your lethargy and just your mood. All that, that food has a bigger role to play than just, you know, like health markers that a doctor might measure and you know your your weight a lot more than that so mm. yes eat foods that are very good for you and maximize health and promote well-being but at the same time don't ignore the calories is what we're trying to get at yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um something just before we move on from the carbs like uh, i wanted to touch on something when nickel said it was about why people may see weight loss when they go low carb as well is because when you um, when you store carbs, because when you eat carbs, you store carbs like glycogen in the muscle and stuff. Um, you will store water with those carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So when you stop eating carbs, especially immediately, and you go low carb, you lose a lot of weight quickly. But it's not fat that you're losing; it's water weight that's going because you're not storing carbs anymore. So you're not storing that water as like well. So that's what you see the weight loss in mostly so when you start eating carbs again people are like oh i just gained loads of weight because i ate carbs it's not carbs that you gain weight from it's just that you started eating carbs and you're storing more water so your weight's yeah. gone up yeah so that's one of those things that like people get confused with or get trapped into thinking that i need to go back on the low carb because i just gained loads of weight from eating carbs you, you just gain loads of weight from eating carbs because you just stored a bit more water. So don't sweat it. It will normalize. And yeah, focus on just eating carbs in general and your calories. <laughs> Anything, any um, myths that you guys have to bring up that you wanted to bring up that you haven't yet? 
So the one about um, eating late at night causes you to gain weight. And it kind of ties into what you've kind of said, Vinay, there, because one thing I want to touch on. So it doesn't matter when you eat your calories. So some people may eat all their calories in the evening. You might spread it out throughout the day. As long as the total amount of calories you're consuming in that day is the same. So say, for example, that I know what it's like some days I've saved my calories and I've ate like a, like a high calorie meal in the evening, still sticking to my calories. But the type of food that maybe I've had in the evening, like maybe a takeaway, which is maybe really high carb, fatty, greasy meal. The next day I wake up on the scales, I might be heavier. So I just wanted to tie that into what you were saying, Benny, because it's not the amount that I ate. It's just and the time that I ate. It's the type of maybe meal that I've had. So yes, I'm going to hold on to more water. Physically on the scales, I'm going to be a bit heavier. So don't worry if you are eating really late at night and then going to bed. It's not going to affect in terms of your weight as long as you, say for example, you do want to lose weight and you eat all your calories in the evening or late at night, you're not going to put on weight just because you've ate later that day. So say for example, when we say about getting your steps in 10,000 steps a day, whether you do all those steps in one go or you spread it out throughout the day, as long as the total is the same, it doesn't matter when you're consuming those calories. So don't feel like you can't eat late at night. Yeah. You can. It, it basically, that example of you giving the steps thing, it's a really good way of helping someone understand, um, you know, that it's the same way. Like where, how you get those steps in doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the calories. Like, I'm not saying there's an, there's not an optimal way. Just like spreading your steps throughout the day may be more optimal because it has less of a impact on your, I don't know, like joints, for example, or feeling tired um, or blood circulation. But yeah. it's so it maybe more optimal to walk throughout the whole day, spread out evenly or whatever. And the same way with calories. But at the same time, it doesn't matter because you've got it's more important that you actually get the steps in than yeah, not do exactly. it at all same yeah. thing with calories like if you have to eat late at night don't worry about it and it may make um like you you may be thinking that like oh but i'm staying still after so when i just stole that like food that i just ate and you know put it on as body fat it's not how your body works so if throughout that whole day you weren't eating much and you were in a fasted state, you would just basically burn more body fat in that fasted state. And then, yeah, you do go into a bit more storage mode, but you're not, your, your total for the day is equal to whether you spread same. it out or not. Mm. And that's what you have to remember. People think of it as in like such a that micro window. If you look at it across the whole week, you're still in the exact same as whether you ate earlier mm. that day or not. The yeah. only thing about um, eating late at night is it can affect the quality of your sleep. So if you eat really, really late at night, just before you go to bed, that your body is still doing things like digesting, your blood supply is going through to areas of your body, and it can impact the quality of your sleep. So I'm talking about like you will still fall asleep fine or whatever, but you may not necessarily go into like the deep REM cycle of sleep. Um, and that can have an if you were doing that long term like all the time then that may have an impact on you know the next day so say you didn't have a good deep swallow quality of sleep uh, you didn't recover it may impact like your activity levels the next day or it may impact like your hormones in terms of your hunger hormones and your food choices the next day so that's something you should be mindful for but 
if you're doing it like as a one-off or one every now and again don't worry about it yeah it's more like a long-term thing that you need to be more cautious about if you're eating late at night every single day and going to bed immediately after like a, a shift worker for example you may need to be a bit more mindful about when you eat meals how close they are to bedtime Nico, do you have any um, myths that you are dying to bust? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've got a couple of um, I've got a couple of like metabolism myths, right? So the first one, and it kind of ties in nicely what we're talking about, sort of um, meal timing and things like that. But it's like small and frequent meals, uh, you know, kickstart the metabolism or ramp up your metabolism and will help you sort of burn fat faster. Um, and again, that's I can sort of see where that's coming from. Like you're just eating regularly, so. For whatever reason, you know, you think you may be sort of ramping up your metabolism by getting the digestion process started, or maybe it's something to do with like the thermic effect of food and and doing that, which is like the digestion process and burning calories. But again, whether you decide to have six small meals across the day or three larger meals across the day, it's still going to have the same effect. Like you could have six 300 calorie meals and that would be how many that would be 1800 calories 1800. yeah <laughs> or you could have three 600 calorie meals again which is 1800 calories both total out um at the same thing and it's like the steps again whether you decide to do your steps in small chunks or in larger chunks or in one big hit at the end of the day if the goal is well either muscle gain or um sort of um maintenance or being in a calorie deficit your, your total calorie consumption is at the end of the day what what sort of counts and will drive changes in your body composition yeah so that was um the first myth that i had around metabolism i don't know do you guys have anything to add to that just to say that there's a level of importance like focus on the first level of importance before you focus on the next one like when you when it comes to meal frequency there there are some benefits to eating spread out across the day i'm not talking about five seven meals a day or whatever but there there's there's some things that, you know, like with appetite control that may affect, that may be better if you spread out protein, I don't know, across three meals rather than eating one big meal. That being said, calories is way more important yeah. to yeah. focus on. It's like the fifth thing you should be focusing on meal frequency before, yeah. cal- like after calories. So focus on level of importance. So if you're not doing the basics, focus on calories, focus on the protein next. Focus then on maybe carbohydrates and fats and getting in your micronutrients and your and like you know vitamins and minerals and water, and then when you've done all that, then you could focus on like things like supplementing your diet or meal frequency and the things that are least important. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second one that I had was breakfast being the most important meal of the day. Like you've been in a fasted state all night, and to ramp up your metabolism again, it's advised to eat breakfast to get you sort of a kickstart for the day and to ramp things up and get the sort of fire burning inside you. But again, I mean, with the whole breakfast myth, it's down to the individual. I mean, if you're an individual that wants to eat in the morning, then eat in the morning. If you're someone that sort of is quite like fast paced in the morning, just want to get up and go, then it's absolutely fine to miss breakfast. Neither one is going to cause any detriment to the goals that you have. And sort of that metabolism myth is quite like irrelevant because metabolism between individuals doesn't vary that much, believe it or not. Like a lot of people think that, you know, it's probably going on to a whole lot of other stuff, but a lot of people think as they age and for different things that there's a lot of 
a big variance in metabolisms between people, but there isn't as much of a variance as we are believed to think there is. Yeah. I think, no. remember, Nicole, before we got on this podcast, we were actually discussing and I was saying that I don't have breakfast anymore. And that's more just because I'm trying to purposely save calories for the rest of the day and it suits me right now. So a lot of people I've said that to and they've gone, oh, my God, you don't eat breakfast. Like, it's so important, blah, blah, blah. So it's just that's working for me right now. So I think it's important for people to remember if breakfast works for you, then great. But if it doesn't, then it doesn't matter. I think you guys have probably released a lot of guilt from people who skip breakfast because they don't have time in the mornings. Yeah. So like it's one of those busier times um, for a lot of people, maybe with kids, work, all sorts of reasons. But if you are someone who skips breakfast, but you still eat well throughout the day, then, you know, don't feel guilty about it. If you can still manage your calorie intake for the rest of the day, like there's nothing wrong with it. It's healthy. There's not going to cause you to gain loads of weight it's not going to make you have an earlier like you know there's even benefits to fasting anyway that you know we won't go to go into today maybe another day but there's benefits to skipping breakfast as well as there's benefits to eating breakfast as well so don't think you have to skip breakfast so there's there's benefits or you know takeaways that you can implement into your life what we're talking about is do what works in your lifestyle ultimately when it comes to stuff like that, those are more decisions around lifestyle to make as opposed to rules of nutrition. And, and as you guys are saying, like, you know, there's reasons why people believe that breakfast is, it's been taught to us that breakfast is the most important meal and often to do with marketing from cereal brands and things like that. But there is some evidence to show as well that breakfast is important. So, so there's, there's a, there's some research out saying that, um, basically people who tend to eat breakfast tend to be healthier but it's not it's a cause and effect thing it's not directly because of eating breakfast it's just shown that people who tend to eat breakfast do it by choice and they also tend to have other healthier habits compared to people who don't that's not saying that all people who don't eat breakfast are unhealthy or don't wake up on time or you know have like a poor uh, um, lifestyles that sort of thing it's just the majority of people who don't eat breakfast tend to have those characteristics of people who maybe don't have other structured meals as well don't do things like exercise or don't leave a lid a leave live a quality you know healthy life kind of thing but that's not the rule like when you look at Sadie she skips breakfast but then she completely doesn't follow the other things that maybe yeah. other people who skip breakfast do so it's all about the individual so if you're someone who does everything else quite healthily that's not going to be any effect on you like it's, it's not a problem at all again it sounds like we're repeating ourselves but manage your calorie intake mm. and that, seeing as, i was going to say seeing as we spoke a lot about calories is there a way that maybe i don't know where they would find the calorie calculator that maybe we could give them so um, people listening if, if you're looking for because we keep going on about calories if you're looking for something that will help you understand you know how much you should be eating and calories and that sort of thing head over to bodybeyond.co.uk forward slash calories and we'll be able to give you a calorie calculator to help you understand how much you should be eating based on your goal so whether you want to lose weight or maintain your current weight the other place you can go if you want something like that is um beyond a diet so this is uh you can go to beyonderdiet.co.uk forward slash protein um you'll get calorie calculator but you also get a protein portion calculator so you can plug in 
how much, let's say you want to know what types of foods you can eat for 30 grams of protein. We'll give you a whole list of foods that, and the amount you should be eating of that food for 30 grams of protein. And you'll also get a 30 pack um, recipe pack, vegetarian high protein recipes that are all under 400 calories, but over 20 grams of protein. Um, And that may sound shocking to you, um, but yeah, you can eat vegetarian diet that is high in protein. Now, I think about half of those um, recipes, 15 out of 30 recipes will have egg. So just a small caveat. So if you don't eat egg, not all of them will be applicable to you, but there's still plenty of uh, recipes without egg as well. So go and check that out if you're looking for more protein ideas. If you just want the calorie calculator, head over to bodybeyond.co.uk for calories. If you want the other stuff, beyond a diet, .co.uk forward slash protein. I will link this all up so you don't have to remember <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think we busted all the missiles. Is there anything I've, you guys wanted to add? No, I've covered them. That was it for me, yeah. yeah. So we will end the episode there. I hope you've enjoyed that. If you are still watching right now, what I want you to do is take a photo of your screen, screenshot it and post it and tag us. So tag us on Instagram, tag Body Beyond, Body and Beyond UK, tag Beyond a Diet, tag Nikhil. Well, you're not going to tag yeah. Nikhil because you won't remember his handle. <laughs> he still hasn't changed it. <laughs> you can tag me. I am Vin Patel um, on Instagram and Sadie is Sadie underscore Beyond Body Beyond. Body Beyond. Um, <laughs> and you'll find us all on Instagram. So yeah, tag us, put us in your stories, let, uh, let other people know you're listening and that. This was a super useful information no episode for you to take control of your nutrition and buff some bust some myths, all that good stuff. And leave us a review if you're still listening as well, because it really helps us out in the rankings of the podcast world. Other than that, we are over and out. We hope you enjoyed that. Perfect. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>